guys, Lynn here. First of all, just really, really want to apologize for how late this episode is going up. This was supposed to come up, I think, at the end of May, and it's now the beginning of July, and um, this is coming out on the 9th of July, so I'm super late with this, and I'm sorry. Evan and I were in the middle of a move when we were recording this episode, along with some episodes of Read Between, and we just really lost track of time and went on hiatus podcast-wise. And we're just starting to get in the mix of everything now, so um, when this comes out, it's going to be Monday, July 9th. Both a new episode of Nostalgia Cops is coming out, and also um, a new episode of Read Between comes out same time, same day. This one is going to be the Cold Lyoko one, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this because we have a lot of thoughts, a lot of theories. I tried my best to do as much research as possible, but you're going to see that I fucked up on, on some things, and I'm sorry for that. Fact check me if you want. I tried my best. <laughs> I also just wanted to um, take this time to shout out some other podcasts. A lot of our friends in the area have started podcasts of their own, and they're all really great, so we wanted to give them a moment and uh, kind of put them in the light. So the first one is called um, Improvised Wikipedia. It's by John Lunger and Glenn Tickle, two really, really funny comedians. And they just basically try to tell you guys about some random Wikipedia article that they follow. And um, it's great. It's a really, really fun podcast. I listen to it on my way to work a lot. And it just, it makes me smile. So you guys should definitely give it a listen. Um, The second one is... Staycation Indoors. Um, Staycation is a local improv team that have been together now for, I want to say, over a year. And it's a group of very, very funny individuals, people who I have seen perform a lot over the past two years. And it's really great that they they came together and um, started their own podcast. So I would really, really recommend them. Um, You can find both podcasts on Stitcher, on iTunes. You can find them on Twitter. If you just search Staycation Pod or Improvised Wikipedia Pod, find them on Facebook, same way. Just search for Staycation or Improvised Wikipedia. They should pop up right away. Um, Last but not least, I want to shout out actually a rewatch podcast. That is not done by a friend, but one that I heard about uh, shortly after recording this. Um, It's a podcast called Return to the Past. So for those of you who are uh, Code Lyoko fans, you probably know that saying very, very, very well by now. Um, Return to the Past is a rewatch podcast all focused on Code Lyoko. So if you're like me and you are a fan of this wonderful show full of children with giant foreheads, um, give them a listen and, and, you know, see what they're about. Because I think it's great to, to have someone else go back and rewatch it the way that the same way that I did. Rewatching this as an adult has been a treat, honestly, um, good and bad. But I'm really, really glad to listen to a podcast where a group of people are kind of doing the same thing. Other than that, I'm going to stop chewing off your ear. Uh, please enjoy this episode of Nostalgia Cops. And the next episode, I promise, will be released at the end of July. I believe that's what I was trying to do, trying to do the end of July. So we will release that one probably July 27th. So yeah, enjoy guys.
everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Nostalgia Cops. I am your co-host, Lynn. And I'm your other co-host, Evan. And um, so, Evan. Yes. Starting off, this is our second episode of Nostalgia Cops. Yes, second episode. So, uh, how, how did you feel about the first one? Was it... It was it was interesting to go back and uh, and watch over an old show like Dexter's Lab that yeah. I haven't watched in years. Yeah. Um, very eye-opening and interesting to mm. see um, just how different a show actually is than what you like what you remember it being. Yeah. Because um, that was a case of a show that I had I had very much enjoyed when I was a kid, mm. but when I watch it now as an adult, I really don't like it. Yeah. Okay. It's very strange. It's you know it's it's weird. So are you um, even more excited with this week's pick? Yeah, this is <laughs> this week's pick is very interesting. Yeah, yes. so we did um, we did discuss our next pick um, at the end of episode one. However, if this is your first episode of Nostalgia Cops. No worries, this isn't really like a continual podcast. You know, every every episode is going to be a different topic, so no worries. But we did pick for this episode Code Lyoko. Yes, which I am hella excited for. Yes. Now, Lynn, for those who may be new to Nostalgia Cops, you want to explain to them the, the concept of our show? Sure. Just so, so they're aware. So Evan and I have a lot of shows. We, we, we watched a lot of TV when we were younger. We did, yeah. Um, and we have a huge back catalog of things that we remember watching, mm-hmm. whether it be one episode or the whole season. Mm-hmm. We have watched these shows at some point. Yes. Um, and we want to go back, review them, mm-hmm. see if they're still... Good. Yes. And I, there are a couple on my list. Evan hasn't made his yet because he's lazy. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple on my list that I'm really excited to introduce to Evan because I loved them so much in my younger years. So, like, this and, like, Misfits and Being Human. And there, there's a whole bunch that, like, I'm really excited for you to watch because mm-hmm. it was, like, I thought they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Code Lyoko especially. Code Lyoko was a show I remember very much um, when I was younger. To be really good, I'll go into why later. Okay. Um, but I'm really excited. Okay. Um, so Code Lyoko. Yes. Um, let me open up my little blurb about it. Okay. So for everyone who doesn't know, I, I this first half is always going to be me explaining what we we're going to watch, a little bit of the history behind it, and then like we wrap up with our thoughts about it. Okay. Evan, since you don't know anything about the show i'll mm-hmm. probably ask you something along the lines of what how do you think the show will be do you okay. think you'll like it sure things like that cool so code lyoko it was a french animated television series created by uh, thomas romaine and tanya palumbo i think i'm saying that right palumbo palumbo probably um moon scoop group uh, produced it series centers around a group of teenagers who discover and travel to the virtual uh, the virtual world known as Lyoko, to battle against the evil AI known as Xana. Xana's constantly threatening Earth by finding its way into the real world and harming the group and others at the boarding school that they attend. Um, Along their adventures, they meet Aelita, another being who resides in Lyoko who wishes to be materialized and brought onto Earth. Okay. The series began in 2003 in France. It was brought to um, the U.S. in 2004 on Cartoon Network. Um, and it showed every day for three years. Every day? Yes. Jeez. It, it, and it, it showed, it had multiple slots. It was on at a weird time, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was a time where m- me, myself, and I were home. So it must mm-hmm. have been like during the summer when my brothers had band camp and my mm-hmm. parents were working and I was just left alone because I was a responsible kid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
It, it wasn't like during lunchtime. It was just like a weird time where no one was home. And I remember watching at least three episodes. Okay. Um, and that's when it was on. Mm-hmm. Another really awesome, and I think this is why this is like one of my favorite shows. I never saw another show do this. Um, this show featured not only regular 2D animation, mm-hmm. it showed CGI. Okay. Very early CGI, my Okay. Because it is like early 2000s, but it did show and established the CGI very early on. So was it that certain characters were CGI and certain characters were 2D? Or the was world it... Lyoko was oh, CGI. Oh, it was all CGI. Okay. So like half of the show was animated, but the other half was CGI. So it was kind of like when, it kind of, as dumb as dumb as a comparison as this is, hmm. kind of like that SpongeBob movie where like in, under the sea, they're like 2D animated characters, but when they come up out of the water, they're like CGI animated characters. Yes. Which, which the newer movie? one, the newer with one. Hasselhoff. Uh, the second one, the Sponge Out of Water. I didn't know part of where that the, was CGI. They, yeah, because like when they're uh, they become these like superheroes, but they're like fully CGI animated oh. characters. Well, then yes, Something yes, like that, that that would be actually a really really good um, comparison. Comparison, but this was like early two thousand. So like mm-hmm. like I said, you did not see this. Yeah. With yeah. animation. So mm-hmm. I thought that was just super cool and I was like really into it. Okay. Um, so Code Lyoko actually evolved from an animated film um, that Romain directed called Garage Kids. Hmm. So Interesting title. Yes. Um, and it was a very interesting, it, it's actually very funny how um, the two really correlate. So just to give you a back, like a little bit of history about Garage Kids. Um, it was supposed to have its own 26 episode miniseries detailing the lives of four French boarding school students who discovered the secret world of Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Xanadu was created by a research group that led the character simply called the Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the research group's head. Mm-hmm. Um, just Code Lyoko, um, the pilot featured, just like Code Lyoko, I'm sorry, the pilot featured both traditional and animation and CGI. Um, Code Lyoko Evolution um, followed after Code Lyoko. Basically okay. what happened was that there was this huge fan group behind Code Lyoko, and when the series ended, they were like, no, bring it back. Mm-hmm. We want more. And yeah. they did. Okay. Um, which is actually kind of rare, um, especially with the um, the amount of time. I'm trying to look up. I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't a lot of time that, I think it was like less than 10 years that went between the two. Oh, really? So like, it, was, it wasn't what you see now with the revivals where it's like, we brought it back because everyone loved it. Yeah. It was this small group of people who were like, we really like the show. Let's do it again. And yeah. they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so which, yeah. Which, which anymore you, you only see because like if the small group of people, they do it on like Kickstarter yeah, or something Yeah, on like, like capitalism that. or yes. Like yeah. with the small groups, you're right. It's more of a Kickstarter. They, they raise the money. They do it. Uh-huh. And then anything big and popular a lot. Popular, They'll just do it. They do it mostly for capitalism to capitalize off of nostalgia. Yeah. So um, for this, it was it was a little bit more unique. To my understanding, it was more unique. I've never seen Code Lyoko um, Evolution. Okay. Never seen Garage Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can tell you is this. So in Garage Kids, mm-hmm. um, the boarding school students, there was four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... They're they're the same main characters as Code Lyoko. Okay. So it's gonna be Jeremy. I think the girl's name is Maya. Um, I want to say Earl Ulrich. Ulrich. Ulrich, I think, is the one kid's name. Um, and Odd. Okay. So, all four of them had supernatural pow- powers. Okay. Jeremy was really smart. Um, I think Ulrich could like. I don't know. I think he, I think he had like, some kind of like. 
levitation powers. Mm-hmm. I think the girl could read minds. I don't know what Odd did. Mm-hmm. I think he like transformed into cats or something. I don't that's, remember. That's interesting. I and I could be getting all of this wrong. I'm not even sure if I'm getting the female lead's name right. Uh-huh. I don't remember honestly. Uh-huh. Um, that's why we do this show. So go back and remember. <laughs> um, but that's what it was. So in Kolioko, it's actually not that much different. Mm-hmm. Um, they are for boarding school kids who go to school in France. Okay. The girl's from Japan, so she's like super unique, and oh my god, everyone likes her because she's unique, because everyone there is like French or American kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy's like really smart, um, Ulrich's like super popular, Maya's like really different, I think her name is not Maya, but I'm gonna call her Maya. Okay. Um, and then Odd is just weird, like... <laughs> That's his whole stick. Makes and, sense with his name. And you'll see, like, he's he's very weird looking. He was animated Strangely. to be, he was supposed to be the comedy relief, but you can tell that whoever wrote and voice acted him, no. Yeah, nothing. Didn't, didn't mix. Like, no jokes were really written. Okay. Um, his voice actor was meh. All of the voice actors are meh. But it's, now, you know... The the voice actors on the show, were they well-known American voice actors or were they French voice I don't, actors? I don't think I recognize anybody's voice in this. Okay. And you will find that with some of them, uh-huh. the voices are fucking annoying. Oh, really? So their arch, en- their arch enemy in, in the real world mm-hmm. um, is a girl named Sissy. Okay. And Sissy's dad is the um, dean. He's like the guy okay. who runs the school. Uh-huh. Um, and she has the most annoying voice... In the world. Okay. And you will want to kill yourself over her voice because it's like, that voice actress must be killing her throat. Mm-hmm. I hate this voice. I'm going to punch this girl in the fucking face. <laughs> and it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting off on a tangent. But yes, they are four <laughs> uh, boarding school kids. They live in France. They go to school in France. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's no superpowers involved. The secret world of Xanadu doesn't exist. It's not Xanadu. It's Lyoko. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are Arch en- their arch enemy, digitally speaking, is uh, Xana, mm-hmm. who is an artificial AI who basically wants to kill everybody on Earth. Okay. Starting with the children at the boarding school. Figures. So these kids are supposed to be like 13, 14. Okay. Um, and, and so he's trying to kill children, basically. That's You're, you're going to see a lot of things that you're like, that's a little fucked up. Yeah. Including like the possible deaths of children. Including cool. the fact that we see Sissy get undressed down to her bra and underwear multiple times. And she's 14. Uh, I'm not joking on this. She gets on, they show her getting undressed multiple times. She's never naked, but she is wearing underwear. Okay. That's, that's very strange. Like, I, like that sounds like a product of the French culture, which is very different than American culture. And I was, I, and here's the thing. I don't remember that showing. They might've cut it out for Cartoon Network. I would probably assume so. But I thought it was just very, cause I watched this and I was like, how is this allowed? But now that I think about it, they probably cut that part out on Cartoon Network. But you you see it in multiple times, um, yes. and it's like weird. So it, in the version that will that we will be watching, is this the YouTube version? That's a that's yes. like the original cut. This is the YouTube original French cut of the show. In French or no? It's in it's in uh, it's English? dubbed. Okay. Um, I, I don't even know if the show is actually. Like, I mean, I'm sure they did have a French version, uh-huh. but all of the, it's all in English. There's no subs. It's just okay. dubbed. Gotcha. Um, but I, I sat down and watched a couple episodes about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And when I saw uh, that we see this 14-year-old girl get undressed, I was like, stop the fucking presses. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Um, but after seeing, after seeing Dexter's butt, 
Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. I... Like we saw Dexter's butt. But I but I feel like that's that's different because it's more of a cartoony thing and it, and was, it was a more silly for comedy. It relief. was a silly thing. He's in the shower. He's just hey, nah, 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 whereas nah. the thing with um, sissy being undressed, um, especially we're not going to watch it, but there was an animated film uh-huh. um, of Code Lyoko that explained the world. Okay. That way, that when you sh- watch the show, because like I said, we're going to watch the show and you're going to be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Uh-huh. You're not going to understand a lot because we didn't watch. We're not. I'm not going to make you sit down for 45 minutes and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, you see Sissy get undressed, and then she, like, almost gets murdered. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, like, weird. The, I think the difference there lies in the fact that something like Dexter, that's a very short sequence. It's maybe, like, five seconds. Not even five yeah, seconds. Yeah, and this was, like, a minute. It's more, yeah, this yeah. is more of a prolonged sequence yes. that it's, like, it just goes on. So, they might, like I said, they might have cut it out. I don't remember. I was, like, ten when I watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's the one thing that you're going to see a lot of. Mm-hmm. So, just to give you the origins of this, mm-hmm. because like I said, you're, you're going to watch the first episode and you're going to be like, how do they know about this secret factory that has a lab? Mm-hmm. How do they know about all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, how can they rewind time? You're not going to know any of that. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Jeremy, like I, like I stated before, he's a very, very smart kid. Mm-hmm. He likes to build robots in his free time. Okay. So, the way he gets parts, since he doesn't have his home, like whatever he's used to having, Mm -hmm. is that he sneaks out of uh, the boarding school and goes to a local factory that had machine parts. Okay. And he scavenges from there. Okay. So one day he takes the elevator down to an extra floor and discovers a supercomputer lying dormant in a lab. Okay. So he explores the, the, the level a little bit. Not only does he find a compute, the supercomputer, he finds these pods Mm -hmm. that fit people in them. Okay. And he turns on the computer and he finds the AI world of Lyoko. Okay. So inside Lyoko is um, Aelita, a artificial intelligence uh-huh. who has no memory of how she got there, who created her, why Lyoko exists, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he also finds programs. So the one program is to use the pods to digitalize people and bring them into Lyoko. So real world people mm-hmm. coming into Lyoko. Okay. He finds another program. It's not, it's not complete, but it's, it's a program to materialize um, Aelita uh-huh. and bring her into the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one he finds, um, what do they call it? Um, Return to the Past. Okay. It's a third program. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a program that rewinds time to the beginning of the day. Okay. And that'll come in place in every single episode. Huh. So get used to Return to the Past. Okay. So upon, you know, kind of like breaking open the supercomputer and, and discovering Aelita, he accidentally wakes up Xana. Okay. And he at first, Jeremy at first does not realize how powerful and dangerous Xana is. Not until Xana starts electrocuting people in school, turning into a giant ball of energy and chasing children in, in gyms. So, um, so Xana is connected to the real world's like Xana, computer system. Yeah, so kind of. So Xana, like I said, he's an artificial intelligence, but he's so smart and so evil that he can find his way out of Lyoko into the real and world. into the real world. Okay. So in one episode, he possesses a teddy bear. In oh. one episode, he's just electricity. Okay. So, like, it's always in a different way that he's coming through the real world. Okay. Uh, but it's always a murderous kind of way. He's always okay. trying to kill these poor kids. Okay. Um, 
you will find a lot of the times that this show is actually kind of realistic in the fact that when things get out of hand, the kids are like, let's get the police involved, please. Okay. Like, they run to the police a lot in this. Okay. Um, and then at the end of each episode, you know, Jeremy will say, return to the past. It'll hit a button and everything will rewind. Okay. And Xana didn't do any damage. So so it seems like all of these are sort of self-contained stories just with the overarching yes. characters and themes of, you yes. know, Xana is this, this sadistic AI yes. that's constantly trying to, you know, murder humans. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's not a... It seems to me that it's not like a season long storyline that like builds up. But that's that. the thing. So you're right in the fact that every episode is contained within. They might have had some continuous episodes, uh-huh. but every story, every um, episode has its own contained story. But there is an underlined storyline. Okay. So the entire reason why they keep um, the supercomputer on because at first when Jeremy goes and tells his friends this, they're like, "We'll turn it off," and he goes. I can't. There's a person inside here. Mm-hmm. This is a person that feels and has emotions and mm-hmm. is getting hurt by Xana's. You'll find that Xana has like these minions that he has created digitally who will like try to kill Aelita. Okay. So like he has to material uh, he has to digitize his friends to help Aelita get to the tower okay. that she needs to destroy to get rid of Xana and stuff. Gotcha. So he says, you know, I can't, there's this person in here and, and this person by all means is a human being. You know, she mm-hmm. feels, she has feelings, she has thoughts, opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to find a way to materialize her, but her uh, program isn't complete yet. Okay. So I'm keeping this computer on until I can finish this program and materialize her. Okay. Um, so Xana, that's how Xana is constantly like causing shit, you gotcha. know, because okay. they haven't shut off this supercomputer and they haven't taken Aelita into the real world yet and all okay. of that. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, que- question for just my understanding. What's yeah. What's the dynamic like between the four kids? Is it sort of that they're all kind of their own separate, or that they're own separate people, that, or are they like sort of like a team in these things, or do they all kind of go off and do their own thing when they're in Lyoko? Um, no, they're all they're, they really do act like a team. So in in the movie, it's actually really funny. Uh-huh. None of them like each other in the movie. Okay. So um, it's supposed to be in the beginning that like the girl who I keep, I think her name is Yuki actually. Okay. Um, I, Yuki's new. She's from Japan. She's kind of standoffish, doesn't really want to be around people. Mm-hmm. But it's very um, obvious that her and Ehrlich have, like, a crush on one another. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're obviously a thing, right? Yeah. And so that's established. And Ehrlich, you get, is, like, the popular one that, like, the popular girl likes and everyone wants to be with and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, Odd is new, too, and people don't like him because he's weird and because he brought his Jack Russell Kiwi on on campus and that's not allowed. Can't bring dogs on campus? No, France. because they're, you know kids in a boarding school you know like it's like a high school basically i would bring a dog so he has this dog named kiwi that destroys everything he's ehrlich's roommate ehrlich hates him okay um and jeremy is just known as like the nerd like ehrlich's nice to jeremy but they're not best of friends Mm -hmm. but because jeremy has um unearthed this problem Mm -hmm. they all come together to help at the end they're best friends okay so in so the inciting incident is explained in that movie yes so and and then with the shows they are best friends they're always together they're acting as teams okay um you know couples ensue so jeremy eventually falls in love with aelita 
or like eventually falls in love with Yuki, vice versa. Gotcha. Um, and Odd is just Odd, basically. Okay. Like I said, he's supposed to be comedy relief. He's just not a good comedy relief, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and that's that's their general interaction. Whenever Sissy's involved, everybody hates Sissy mm-hmm. and all of that shit. Okay. Um, the animation in this show. Mm-hmm. So I did mention that I love the animation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think you're going to like it. Okay. Number one, because I don't think you have the same connection that I have. That when I was little, I saw this and I was like, that's awesome. They have mm-hmm. like traditional animation and CGI. Who mm-hmm. thought would have thought of that? Mm-hmm. You're going to look at it and be like, why do these children have such big heads? Why are their foreheads 10 heads? The CGI is horrible. Okay. I don't think you're going to like it, but it's okay to bad I mean, about it. I, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And I mean, I understand in the time period, yes. it's, it's a different, you know, different time, different technology. Yes. And it is... Um, it's a different culture too. Can I don't think this is considered anime because it is like a French animation. It's just more, but it's in style of anime. Okay. So you will like get like the pointy chins and the uh-huh. big eyes and yeah. and the small noses. Um, and like I said, their heads are gigantic. Okay. Like their heads are very big. Okay. Um, and it's it's actually kind of um, funny in mm-hmm. a sense. Like it kind of reminds me of like brat dolls, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Compared to like a traditional anime, so say something like like a Cowboy Bebop or like a yes. Dragon Ball, uh-huh. on on a scale of like one to ten, like the how seriousness or more like on in terms of like how anime is it? Like you, you know what I mean by how anime is something? I would make like it like super... a like a four. Okay. I wouldn't say it's like average. It's uh-huh. like a little bit below. Like you get the idea that like what they were going for was the style, but not necessarily the entire concept. Uh-huh. Um, so you're not going to watch this and be like, oh God, a fucking anime. It's not going to be that kind of mm-hmm. interaction, but you're going to be like, this animation's a little weird. Like, okay. kinda, you're, like you're going to know where they took their, their insight and their inspiration from. Gotcha. That's okay. how you're going to be able to view it. What, what would you say this most directly compares to in terms of something that I may have seen? That's the thing is that I don't know what this would compare to. Okay. Um, it's so unique. And it's, it's, it's a very unique storyline. Um, I wish the writing was a bit stronger. Okay. Personally, just uh-huh. like as a as an adult and rewatching it, I wish the writing was a bit stronger. Just because the concept was really cool, mm-hmm. but they just weren't. I don't think. I think the problem with them was that they weren't landing really well in the way of writing and 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 anything like that. And they had a chance to really tell this backstory. Mm-hmm. So like in Garage Kids with the professor, mm-hmm. um, that was a backstory. And you kind of get a little bit of that in the end credits mm-hmm. of Code Lyoko, okay. but they show the same, um, they show the same clip every time, and they don't explain it very well. But what you understand, what you try and take away from this, at least what I've taken away from it, is that the dean who runs this uh, school was the leader of the lab that mm-hmm. Jeremy found. Okay. And like he's he stays close to the, the factory mm-hmm. to keep. Lyoko a secret mm-hmm. and that's what you get but they never form upon it and it's so sad because that was such a cool way to incorporate everything mm-hmm. and they just didn't act upon it because it's because that kind of reminds me of back to Dexter's lab like at the end of every episode they played this like little title sequence mm-hmm. that talked about Dexter's laboratory and all this sort of stuff that they mm-hmm. talk it's like why wasn't that at the beginning of the show yeah you know that that would make perfect sense as sort of a lead-in, mm-hmm. especially even if somebody comes in on the middle of the season, they see this like thirty-second intro, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. I kind of mm-hmm. get you know the gist of it. So, yeah, yeah, and and that's what you're gonna like. You're gonna see that, and you're gonna be like, why can't they talk about that? Like, why don't they focus in yeah. on that? 
And it, it's a little, uh, in my opinion, it was always a little upsetting that like they didn't really look at the backstory of the lab itself and how it got there and why Xana and Ailita were created and mm-hmm. why it's only those two in Lyoko and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just very interesting. I still do very much like, even as an adult, I can tell you that like, I'm a little bi. I'm gonna go in here a little biased. I very much like it. I am mm-hmm. still gonna try and look at it more of like a critic's eye, the objective level. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's in my opinion probably one of my favorites that I'm so happy I found somewhere uh-huh. and I was able to like rewatch and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now that after I'm done watching Code Lyoko, I'm gonna watch like the newer series and so and watch so it. how many episodes? Just so I'm clear, how many episodes have you seen recently? I've only seen about two, and then I saw I watched the film because I never saw the film. They didn't. I don't know if they ever brought it to to you. Um, yeah, I don't know if they ever brought it to Cartoon Network, but I never saw it. And so that was always my problem as a kid: is how did they find this lab? How did they find this this factory? And then yeah. that explained everything, and it was okay. like, oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah. I've only watched about two in recent times. Okay. Um, I I wanted to save myself more, so like when we watch it, we only have to watch the first four four episodes. But if we do go a little bit further in, that's fine too. How long are the episodes? Like twenty two minutes. Like twenty two minutes. Okay. Um, they're not long. Um, and they're not. It's it's not acts. It's just one continuous story. Okay. Which, in my opinion, I think it flows better that way. Yeah, and it'll probably be a little more engaging. Yes, like you're you're gonna sit there and not be bored out of your mind, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it does. Every episode will follow a certain formula of. Mm. Here are these kids that, you know, get along and, and, oh my God, they have an enemy, you know, at school. Oh, problem happens. They solve problem. They rewind everything to fix problem. Mm -hmm. So, like, you will see that same equation over and over and over again. But but in my opinion, that's okay. In my opinion, that's more like of a mindless thing. You don't have to put too much thought into it. Right. Compared to other things where it's like you have to pay attention a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like the upside of it in mm-hmm. my opinion depending yeah. on how you want to look at it okay so is there any other questions that you have no not at this point no? i mean i think i'm just kind of anxious to see what it's all about and and kind of get a feel for it because like i said i never was really much into anime as a kid and yeah like, and never... you've never heard of this have you no this was completely new to me when you mentioned the name i'm like i've never heard of this so this okay. is something completely foreign to me no pun intended that i've never heard of I'm so. so excited then. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. So for those who want to watch it, if you want to pause here and go watch, um, you can just search Code Lyoko, code, and then it's a colon, Lyoko, L-Y-O-K-O. Um, you can search for that on YouTube, and you will find the entire series for free, plus the animated film. How many How many it. seasons are there? I think there's about three or four. Three or four, okay. I could be wrong. Um, not a lot, um, and I, I could tell you probably how it ended. Um, without even watching the ending, it's it's kind of a predictable show. Okay. Um, but we, but we can talk about that in part. Two. We, we'll talk about that in part two. Yes. But um, you can just find it on YouTube. It's in perfect quality. You you you're not losing resolution with it. Um, it's awesome. I I really suggest that you, if you're a fan of like you know, like ten year old shows, then go watch it because yeah. it is kind of a treat in my opinion. Cool. I'm All right. excited. All right. Well, let's go watch. Sounds good. All right. All right. So we just got done watching. Um, the first season of Code Lyoko. Yes, the first season. It consists of about six episodes. Mm-hmm. And Evan, mm-hmm. what what's your initial thought, Evan? All right. Do you want me to be completely honest with you? Yes. Yeah. In, in this instance. Yeah. Um, I really did not 
enjoy watching this. I loved it. I, <laughs> I, I, you know me with, with television shows. I, I either like them or I hate them. Mm-hmm. This falls, unfortunately, into the hate it category. I loved it. For a few main points, which I think we'll get into as we kind of discuss We'll this. get into it. Um, yeah. For the sake, like, I will say on my part, I really did enjoy this. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am not going to stick up for this show. Um, while I still very much enjoy it, it is very fundamentally flawed on multiple levels. Yes. And um, the fact that it had, like, 90-something episodes boggles my mind. Um, it feels like I, I don't understand how they could keep this going for that long. Yeah, they had it if, for I think like ninety something episodes. If because if it if the rest of this follows the same sort of patterns that these first yeah. six episodes does, uh-huh. dear God, I don't understand how anybody could keep up with it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, um, I, I'll get more into it a little bit later once we're done yeah. wrapping up our thoughts. And I and I hate to sound like a like a complete cynic and a complete asshole about it, but it's just. I don't know, on just a bunch of levels, it just, it was, it was hard to watch for me. No, I, and again, I don't think, I don't think that makes you an asshole at all. I think what it is really is, like, this was your first time experiencing the show, whereas for me, it, like, holds near and dear to my heart. Right, So right. I think for me, I'm being a bit biased because mm-hmm. I loved this show as a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I wanted to be just like Yumi. I thought mm-hmm. she was cool as heck. Um... But, like, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's okay to, like, not like the mm-hmm. show. I mean, that's why we do this. Yeah. So. And there's and there's some pieces of it that I could see working if, yeah. they, if they tweaked it a bit. And I said, that, I said that in the beginning of this episode. This show would have been awesome if they focused on backstory. Mm-hmm. This show would have been awesome if they focused on lore. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And that's what's sad about it. But yeah. before we get into all that, because I feel like we should hold that to the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to go in. And kind of describe the show, describe what we saw. Mm-hmm. So we took uh, notes on the last four episodes. The first two, I was like, Evan, let's not take notes. Let's just take the show for what it is so you know mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah. Because I think right out the gates, you were like, oh, let's just watch the entire season. And I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hold on. This is what you're expecting and out was, of it. And that was a good idea um, to not watch all six at one time. <laughs> so the first two, um, like we said, we don't have notes. But basically, this show is very cooker cut. Cookie the show is very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's got uh, certain sequences that are the same in each and every episode. Yes. So like, it, and, and like pretty much like the structure of the show and every episode is the same. Yeah, it follows very much. It seems like a th- it seems like a, th- a three act thing. The first act introduces whatever the hell the weird thing is in the episode. Finding, you know, I, I'm gonna use improv terms here. Finding the game of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that everybody will seem to go back to throughout the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Xana gets involved somehow, starts wreaking havoc on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of the episode is them, you know, getting together and figuring out, okay, what, what do we need to do to do this? And mm-hmm. then the third act of the episode is them going into the virtual world and eventually figuring out the problem at the very last second. Like the nick of time. The nick of time, literally with seconds to spare. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, every, oh, let's return to the past. Yep, that's in every episode. And that's like the last minute of every episode. Yep, literally. So like in my, in my opinion, with a lot of these, it seems like what happened is um, whoever produced or directed this basically said, okay, we have to hit 
these three scenes exactly the same amount of time. We have mm-hmm. 23 minutes in, in every episode, yep. so we know that this is going to take up about 10 of those minutes. Mm-hmm. What do we fill for the next 13? Mm-hmm. That's, like, the idea that I got behind it, is yeah. that, like, they were trying to fill the gaps of these cookie-cutter mm-hmm. scenes that were in every episode, yeah. and they just didn't they didn't do it in a good way. And, again, I have thoughts on it. But just for the sake of this... It's very uh, cookie cutter. Everything's the same way. And, like, sometimes you'll think, like, oh, it's, you know, they they return to the past and they change the way they treated somebody or they change a situation that they were in. But that doesn't mm-hmm. always add up, right? No, it so doesn't. it ends up explaining it, I think, in, like, the fourth or the fifth episode that really when they return to the past, what happens is that Zan is no longer activated, quote unquote, mm-hmm. so he can't wreak havoc. It's not to change you know, their mannerisms or, or bad situations. So mm-hmm. there's no learning development involved, yeah. which is weird. It just resets the world it for the next issue it, to come out. Pretty much. And the, and the one thing I'll just say in general, there's no, like, season-long story. Well, there's one that I that kind of got resolved in the last episode, but not really. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that the first season's um, storyline... Just turns into the entire, like the entire uh, episode, or I'm sorry, series. the entire series episode uh, storyline. Story yeah. So it it never really, I I think it gets resolved, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, that's what happens is that like it ends up just in becoming the entire story arc. So there mm-hmm. is no storyline, mm-hmm. um, which is annoying. Yeah. So just so everyone is aware, the first uh, this is spoiler alert, I guess. But if you really want to watch this, I mean that's. Up to you. Um, yeah. On YouTube, the entire series, plus the movie. Yeah. Um, but basically, the storyline for this is, um, you know, they, they're trying to materialize Aelita, mm-hmm. who is their virtual friend, who is the only one that can deactivate Xana. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's in multiple situations where she just, like, kills it and, you know, is fine. And mm-hmm. Jeremy loves her and wants to fuck her. Um, now, Lynn, remember, these are... What, middle school age children? They're middle school, but I want to remind everyone at home, you see one of them in their bra and underwear in the first episode. That is true. So, like, am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. Um, so, that's the other thing. is that, Like, the kids, I think, are a little too promiscuous, and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what they're, that was their goal, is that they were trying to materialize Aelita. Mm-hmm. Um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, they never really do it at the end of it. Yep. Um, they get close, but they couldn't for... Reasons unknown. Well, not reasons unknown, but we'll explain it. Um, Anyway, trying to get back on track here. So, with every episode, there is a an attack that Xana launches. That's what they call it. Xana has launched an attack, Mm -hmm. which is like the craziest thing um, to say. So, like the first one, um, Xana possesses a teddy bear and makes it big, tries to kill everybody. The second one, he like he like possesses the. telephone wire lines and collects the energy for it and then tries to launch it at like a local power plant yeah um the third one he makes toxic gas or what they call toxic smoke which just really confused me yeah um the fourth one was a A bus bus. that like went off the rails so it basically turned into speed yeah um episode five was trains that were going too fast and going on for like a head-on collision and one of them had like toxins yeah and then the sixth one was um bulldozers entering in the factory where the supercomputer was Mm -hmm. in an attempt to um destroy the supercomputer and kill the kids so that's the thing is that xana is just straight up just trying to murder everybody Mm -hmm. um i didn't get i did not get the 
um, plot in the last one, though, because in my opinion, the way I looked at it was, if Xana destroys the supercomputer, then he's destroying himself. So mm-hmm. why would he want to destroy the supercomputer if his goal is to kill everybody on Earth? True. So that's that's another thing that I have a lot of problems with this. A lot of plot holes. A lot stuff. of plot holes. Um, a lot of continuity area er- errors that I picked up along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very much like. Like, this could have been resolved if you just did, like, one editing in your sequences, mm-hmm. and this would have been fine. Yeah. So, Should we start with episode three? And- so, we'll start with episode three and get into it. Um, this was the one, it's called Holiday in the Fog, so it's the one about the toxic gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we start out with uh, the kids, Jeremy, Odd, um, Yumi, and Ulrich. Um, they are uh, trying to get Jeremy, quote-unquote, grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, at school, so he stays there over, I think, like, their spring break or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they succeed, but then Xana launches an attack while, um, Yumi, Earl, Ulrich, and Otter out of school. Yeah. In which he basically knocks down a bunch of drums full of, um, hazardous waste material that's in keep... the school's utility closet. Yeah, they keep it in, like, the, they keep it in, like, a garage. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't get that from a fact that this is supposed to be like a renowned academy. Yeah. And they keep toxic waste in like utility closets. Yeah. Why do they even have toxic waste? You, you know, you never know when you need a bit of toxic waste around. <laughs> it's real good for damaging yeah. children, for you know, disciplining children. Yeah. Um, another thing is that the principal's uh, daughter and their arch enemy, besides Xana. Um, Sissy, mm-hmm. she is also um, at school to get quote unquote get better at math. Her thing is that she's she's got this infatuation with Ulrich and his crew and wants to become part of their crew and wants to date Ulrich, but mm-hmm. they don't like her because she's mean. And yeah. so basically, she's trying to foil whatever Jeremy's trying to do. Yeah, the the main through line is Sissy's a big old bitch. <laughs> yeah, and like just doesn't know how to make friends yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and the reason why Jeremy wanted to get grounded was so he could work on Ailita's I- materialization. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- I have some notes in here that are just like, so first of all, um, who, whoever they got to voice over odds dog, Kiwi mm-hmm. tries too hard. Which by the way, what kind of breed is that dog? I thought it was like maybe a Jack Russell that, the snout. That doesn't look, that looks like an ant. The dog looks like an, an ant eater. It looks like a hairless ant eater. It doesn't yeah. look like it has fur. Yeah. It does not look like a dog. It, I don't no. know. Who, what, what they were trying to go for when designing that dog, but it just, it doesn't. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then Sissy, like, oddly flirts with her dad when she, like, tries to ask to stay behind. Like, she, she, like, went in and was like, Daddy, what would you say about a girl who was doing real bad at math, and, but she had to go see her grandparents, and he was, and then he was like, well, who's this girl? And she goes, she, 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 and she, like, places her finger on his lips. Yeah. Which is just gross. Very it's just weird. gross. And then, like, the way she, she, like, gave him a peck on the cheek, but the way he reacted was like, ho, 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 and yeah. it's like, oh, God, stop, please. Yeah. Um, that was weird. Yeah, so, so basically... So basically, then once once they realize they need to they need to stop these they need to stop Xana from t- sending these fumes everywhere because eventually Xana ends up spreading the fumes all throughout the city. Yeah, because like so it started with a vat of like hazardous waste material made of liquid. Yeah. That he then evaporated and turned into sentient gas. Yeah. 
So, like, even if it was outside, just because it was outside, it still stayed condensed in some way yeah. and attacked the town. Yeah. Which was... That confused me. It's like, if gas is outside, it's going to disperse. It's not yeah. going to stay together. Yeah. Um, but it, that's that's basically what it was. He was like sentient gas is the mm-hmm. best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and what happens is that somehow, I, f- I feel like somehow the gas multiplied. Because mm-hmm. not only is it outside in the town, but it was inside the entire academy. Yeah. Because eventually what happens is that Sissy and Jim, who's like, they're the he's like the everything teacher. Like, he's like, you know. He's like PE, uh, like... Like, study hall, whatever. Like yeah, PE study hall. He's in charge of like watching the kids in the in like the dorms. Yeah, and every like he's in charge of everything, um, and PE and like just weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. so what happens is that Jim and Sissy end up getting locked inside like a closet with no ventilation, mm-hmm. and they can't leave the closet because the gas is everywhere in this mm-hmm. giant academy. Yeah. I mean, this academy is huge. Yeah. It's, you know, university big. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can't leave there. And then also, while they're the, this giant academy is filled with gas, mm-hmm. um, it's all over town. It's attacking Germany. It's attacking civilians. Yeah. Um, I think eventually it got into the... I could be wrong about this, even though we just watched it. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it even got into the, the factory at one point. I think it did, yeah. So, like, it multiplies. Yeah. Which is weird as well. Um... So yeah, at that at that point, then the only person that can go in that's in the virtual world is Aelita At that point, right? She's I yeah. So eventually, I believe Yumi and Odd mm-hmm. go in. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one thing I do enjoy is that it's not all three characters going in every single time. Mm-hmm. It's normally one or two. Very rarely is it all three. Yeah. Normally, it's like the season finale. All three are in. Yeah. And in and in this one, we see. One of my favorite trends from the first season, which is Yumi um, using telekinesis and then promptly dying afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so that's the other thing, is that what was mentioned in um, in the beginning of uh, this podcast is that um, the, the Code Lyoko show did not start out as Code Lyoko. It was a completely different idea before it became what it was. Um, it was supposed to be called the Garage Kids, in which these children all had um, some sort of like psychic power, and there was an actual human being called Xanadu, who um, who like wanted to destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. So what they did, and I guess this was um, because of the guy who directed it. I think he said, like, okay, I don't mind changing the plot line a little bit. However, I want these kids to re- remain their powers in some way. Mm-hmm. So they all have powers in the virtual world. Um, Odd can um, see um, the future. Uh, Jeremy, he doesn't have a superpower. He's just mega smart. Yeah. Um, Yumi has Yumi telekinesis. Yumi has tel- telekinesis. And then Ulrich can, like multiply himself and run fast triplicate <laughs> and then Ailita just sings and stuff happens hey. <laughs> i built a bridge yeah well it's really funny too because you can tell that the va who does her voice like cannot sing yeah because she can't even hold a note while she does it so yeah. they just play this giant chorus in the background to yeah. hide it um so eventually um you're yeah so Yumi goes in first. She ends up dying using her telekinesis. She throws a rock on a crab, and then the other crab that was standing behind it shot her in the stomach and killed her. Yes. And then Odd goes in. 
right? Yes. Yeah. Odd goes in after that. And then pointlessly sacrifices himself. Uh, that happens a lot with him. Yeah. He always, like, jumps himself in front of Aelita, and it's like, dude, you have arrows. You can just shoot from far away. Like, yeah. Or, or just tackle her to the ground. Why do you got to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, um, even though, you know, Yumi and Odd are de-virtualized, um, Aelita makes it to the infected tower or the activated tower is what they call it but i think infected is a better word they're all activated when you Mm -hmm. think about it um so she goes into the infected tower and d and unfects deinfects unactivated whatever you want to call it she deactivates it and it's just in the nick of time right before ulrich and everyone dies Mm -hmm. and everything is rewound yep return to the past and the enter button yep and um and then you know it's, it goes back to the first scene of the show, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. It's always normally the first scene or something revolving around the first scene yeah. of the show, where Jeremy is basically graffitiing Jim's little hut mm-hmm. and uh, is like, instead of it being like an offensive picture of Jim, it's like drawing him as a king. Yeah. And, and that's how it ends. I'd like to point out, <laughs> in that last scene, mm-hmm. whoever was voicing Jim... I believe it was the principal, not Jim. Huh. I I recognize that a lot with this. Was that like, I don't know if they were just unavailable to come in yeah, that they, day. They just couldn't get the VAs in that. But they day. couldn't like, so they would just be like, all right, well, uh, Scott's here to do the principal's voice, so let's just have him do Jim's voice as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like that happened. That happened for an entire episode. Wait, really? Yes, it happened with um, uh, with logbook. Oh, I didn't um, even notice. The person, um, someone did both Jeremy and Odd's voice. It wasn't the, it wasn't the voice actors. You huh. could tell it okay. wasn't them. I didn't even notice. And I was like, this is fucking blowing my mind for these people <laughs> on vacation. Yeah. Like, it was just so bad. Huh. So, so yeah. Um, that was the end of episode one. Episode three. Or, well, yes. Episode three, uh, the first episode that we well, put notes yeah, on. notes. Um, the second one is logbook. So this is all revolving around the fact that Ulrich has a diary. Yes. And that Sissy steals it so she can blackmail Ulrich into becoming her boyfriend. Which, that's a typical move in high school. I know that's what I did when I wanted to... Yeah, you were like, let me just steal... Let me just steal this person's diary. Which, by the way, they all live in a boarding school. How did she get to... How did she break into his... Well, that's my thing, right? Was that she, she broke in. So the way that we found out about this was that Yumi had to break into Sissy's room mm-hmm. to steal Sissy's diary and read it. Well, no, she she broke into Sissy's room to try to find Ulrich's diary, but in the process ended she up found, finding Sissy's diary. Yeah, and so she finds Sissy's diary and she's reading it. And then it, Sissy explains in her diary that she went into Ulrich's room just mm-hmm. for like some sort of memento. She said like all I wanted was just a picture of him. Yeah. And it's like that's so do you do this on the daily? Yeah. How do you know how to get into his room? Yeah. And also Sissy keeps her diary in this weird heart pillow that, that has, has arms. arms and also crumbs inside of it. Oh yeah, I didn't I I thought they were supposed to be like uh like little beans and bean bags. No, it looked like crumbs. But, it looked like, like she had like a piece of pizza or something <laughs> in there. I don't know what was going on with Maybe. that. Maybe. But that was weird. It was weird, I will yeah. say. Um so while oh, so while they're like with the whole diary thing, um Ulrich and Sissy end up going to a uh a, a school field trip. Yeah, they were going to a pool. To go to a pool. 
And they're on this new electronic bus that's totally, like, powered by electricity. Uh-huh. And this is the part that I didn't get. The way we find this out is that Jim is, like, boasting about it to Odd. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, first of all, why would Odd care? Second of all, why would Jim feel the need to prove himself to mm-hmm. Odd? Yeah. So that was weird. Um, they could have they made that entirely different. They could have... Had Jim talking to the principal, and we see a scene with that. Mm-hmm. It could have been the bus driver explaining to Jim how the how the bus works. Yeah. But instead, they chose it to be directly with a character that is so uninterested. He even goes, "Well, yeah, now it's just gonna go slow." Yeah. Um. So Zen ends up taking over the bus and uh, driving it like over a hundred miles an hour towards a petrol. It was to, towards the uh, towards like an electric plant or something. I thought it was a petrol thing. Oh, petrochemical plant. Yeah, petrochemical plant. Yeah. And Zana's idea. This blowed my mind too. Zana's idea was to throw the electric car into the petrochemical plant. But how was the how, like how was this plant set up in such a way that it made it so easy for a van to maneuver around it. Yeah. Like, how was everything just out in the fucking open? Yeah. Like, that blew my mind. I was like, that makes no sense. But, um... So, so during this point, I think... Uh, so, you, where was Yumi at this point? Yumi was... Yumi Yumi did not go. She... she we find out that she ended up um, claiming that she didn't feel well. Yeah. So, she stayed back. Yeah. Um, which doesn't even make sense because yeah. what you end up finding out way later on in the series is that she's actually a year older. So why would she be on this field trip? Yeah. It's not even with her grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so she ended up staying back. Jeremy ended up staying back. Um, and the way you find that out is that Yumi runs into a teacher that very oddly looks like Rick Sanchez. Yes. From Rick and Morty. Like, it's so weird. Which is weird because this came out in 2003, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, so crazy. Um, Wouldn't surprise me if Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland got their inspiration <laughs> from that character. That'd be crazy. Um, so Yumi stayed back um, just so she could find Ulrich's diary. Mm-hmm. So she ends up finding Ulrich's diary. She ends up finding Miss or Sissy's diary, and she found Ulrich's diary in a bathroom stall. Yeah. Well, the way she finds that out is that she finds Sissy's diary and then blackmails Sissy and is yes. like, "Unless if you want your diary to end up in the school paper." Um, you're going to tell me where Ulrich's, um, diary is. And I'm like, wow, girl, you're you're like, you're stooping low. Like, holy crap. No wonder why this girl does not like you guys. You guys are fucking mean. Yeah. Um, and so she tells, Sissy tells her, and it just so happens to be, um, the same stall that Yumi's in. Yeah. It, which, which has a toilet tank above the toilet. Yeah. Like what an old school, what an old school toilet to use. Like it was just, even for, you know. 2003 it's like what the fuck yeah nobody has these anymore yeah right um and then basically with that yumi just goes to the virtual reality world which she gets to through a manhole she gets to the the she gets to the factory through a manhole in the forest when did they start putting manholes in the forest first of all i'm gonna i'm gonna clarify because again this is something that you learn later on in the series the manhole's actually in the middle of a park Okay, it looked like the forest to me. No, I agree. I thought it was like in a remote area on their campus. Uh-huh. But it's not. It's, she said, because like there's an episode, wait, because I, I got to like episode 30-ish of this month. Uh-huh. I, I did go over a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and she ends up oh, she's like on a phone call with like Jeremy she goes okay I'm at the park I'm gonna go in the manhole now and I'm like this has been a park the entire time <laughs> it took you 30 episodes to explain to me that this is a park Jesus and if that's the case let's go back to the third episode where Jeremy enters into the sewers from a door in the academy. Yeah. Why don't they just use that door? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's, like, it's like, what the fuck? There's a lot of continuity errors in terms of, that, like, stuff so not crazy. getting explained. And then this is the other thing, is uh, going back to those cookie-cutter scenes, so Yumi's on her way, she goes through the manhole, she goes through the sewers, she's on her way, and they show you... Uh, a little shot of like how they get there. It's, uh, you know, Yumi, Ulrich, and Odd use skateboards. Jeremy uses a scooter. Okay, so Yumi grabs her skateboard. Right next to her skateboard is Jeremy's scooter. If Jeremy is at the at the factory, why is his scooter there? Yeah. If he went the same way, why is his scooter there? And that's because they use the same shots that they started, yep. that they used to. That's that's a thing that is, that is prevalent throughout this entire series mm-hmm. the entire from what i've seen the entire first season no it's it's the like, ending is like we said pretty much the same every single time i mm-hmm. walking into the tower stepping on those rings bing boom bing mm-hmm. every time typing in code lioko code or whatever agent Ilita code lioko mm-hmm. every single time yeah it's just uh, every single time like every I, single time like i said i feel like almost they had like they had like you know a wall of their panels and they knew how much time was taking up with all of these shots that were repeated and also at between every single scene of something going on there's a transition scene a fi- like a three second transition that doesn't need to be there with a character in their cgi form swinging around a sword or jumping around doing something with the same piece of music every single time, and uh, and that's something I want to touch on too is that these cutscenes. It's not like it's not like the like let's say the cutscene um, featured Ulrich. It's not like they're cutting to Ulrich. They're just cutting to something different. Yeah, it, yeah. So it, there's like no sense in it. Like why would it do that? And going into the music, it's the it's it's the same track. It's the so. While we're here, let's explain this. Every single time. The theme song for this. Is played out the entire time. And it's the worst theme song I've ever heard. They basically have, like, two composed songs for this show. Yes. And it's a theme song, and it's Xana's song. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Um, They have different, like, they have, um, you know, accompaniment versions. They have the actual version. They might have a version where, like, it sounds like a completely different song, and then it fades into, Mm -hmm. you you know, the theme song or Xana's song. Yeah. It's the same song, and I have a theory. I think that they blew their budget on the CGI. Mm-hmm. I think whatever budget they were given by the network, it was blown on the CGI because at this time, CGI was still kind of new, mm-hmm. and the concept of putting it inside a show was very new yeah. and probably very expensive. Oh, yeah. So they blew their budget on the CGI. So they weren't able to get good VAs. They weren't able to get good writers. They weren't able to get good composers. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to spend their money on the rest of the crew. So they just hired people that either got paid shit or were like interns or something. Mm -hmm. And that's just how the crew was made. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's very strange, you Mm -hmm. know, how a lot of this seemed to work. It's so strange. Yeah. So just like the rest of this. You know, Yumi goes into the virtual world. She helps Aelita get to the dis- or the infected tower, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Aelita deactivates the tower, and time is reversed, and they're able to stop it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so go figure, same ending as every other yep. episode so far. Get used to it. Um, episode five, uh, big bug, uh, train, trains crashing. Yes. So Jeremy ends up creating this um, program that's supposed to warn him when Xana makes an attack. Yeah, it's like a disaster preparedness program where like it measures disasters on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. and if a if a disaster falls above a level five, people get informed. Yes. So it's a way for him to track when Xan is attacking. Yes. So that's that was interesting to me for multiple reasons, I guess. Like, um, because, like, there's always this lull in between Xana starting his attack and them figuring out he's attacking. Mm-hmm. Even with Aelita in the virtual world who tells them, like, well, no, I don't feel him. Mm-hmm. I know when he's attacking because there's these pulsations in the ground and I can hear them and I can feel them mm-hmm. and I'm able to track them. So like even even between Ailita and Xana, there is a there's a delay where he's mm-hmm. able to start and and keep it secret for a little bit before she's like, whoa, something's up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it just kind of like the thing with this is that this program is never brought up again, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and it does nothing. Yeah. It it does because even when they activated it, Ailita didn't know that Xana was attacking yeah because they, they got the information from the news yeah they, from a news report on a television which i don't think utilized his program no they just they had found out about it so it's like i didn't i didn't like obviously his program's not working mm-hmm. so what the fuck is the point of it also this kid's able to watch live news coverage live hd news coverage on his 2003 box computer yes what the fuck <laughs> he's also able to take phone calls on it too yes he's able to take phone calls that i kind of get because skype and i yeah. think skype was like a thing i i remember it being a thing when i was younger at yeah. least which and, and the funny thing too is xana at this with this whole episode took control of a number of things like air traffic control the trains and everything and got into like the train system which yeah is all, which is all run electronically which the one thing was the news made a big deal about the trains colliding because there's toxic waste but yet they're not concerned about air traffic control being compromised with thousands of planes in the air. To my understanding, because they did hit on this a little bit, but uh-huh. it wasn't like, it wasn't very, it wasn't hit on very hard. Mm-hmm. So they do say like, oh yeah, he infected our computer systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the someone says, have you told the conductors? And mm-hmm. they said, yes, I was able to reach all of them. However, these two trains are uh, run automatically. There's nobody in them. Yeah. Um, so I think what we were supposed to gather was that they somehow contacted every pilot, every conductor, every driver in the fucking world and said, yo, stop shit. Yeah. Just stop it. Just pull over or something. <laughs> pull, pull over in the air or something. <laughs> um, and, and it was just for whatever reason, these specific two trains, probably I'm going to guess like the unexplained reason is that these two trains were closest to the kids mm-hmm. and Xana's main goal is to kill these children and, and everyone else, but mainly kill the kids first because yep. they're the ones that stop him. Yeah. So these are the ones that are closest to the kids. If I get them out first, I can kill the world. Mm-hmm. That's just me making an estimated guess, but again, that's not explained to you. I shouldn't have to do that work. Yeah. You one know? Of the, and also one of the, the side thing, I guess, in this episode is Sissy trying to trying to fuck over all the kids again. All the other ones, like, and with this one, it's uh, trying to get Odd's dog kicked out of the school for some reason. Well, yeah, because they, like, pranked her. So, like, there was this, I think in the beginning of the episode, it was something along the lines of 
Sissy runs into Millie and the and the other girl. Mm-hmm. And they're very young and they both think uh Ulrich is dreamy. For whatever reason, Ulmic and his big Ulrich and his big ass forehead is like the hottest thing in the universe. Um but they like Ulrich. And then Sissy goes up and is like, Oh, you should stop drooling over him. You guys are too young. Um mm-hmm. Look at you! You still have milk on your cheek from your from your bottle this morning. Yeah. Um. And then they go, yeah. Well, like, like, what's so special about you? How mm-hmm. are you able to like? You think you can get him and like the snap of your fingers? And she's like, yeah, watch. And she tries. Mm-hmm. And they just and like everyone makes fun of her. Yeah. And when like Odd and Ulrich make fun of Sissy, everyone laughs, including Sissy's posse, which yeah. is like fucked up, right? Yeah. And then after all that, they're like, oh, let's play a prank on her. Like, these kids are just downright bullies just to one another. Like, they're so mean. Yeah. So they end up playing this trick on Sissy where, like, they text Sissy and, like, it's Ulrich being like, oh, I love you. You're the fairest of them all. Meet me here. And she goes and it ends up being Kiwi, like, licking her face. And if that was me, if a dog greeted me with, like, licking my face, I'd be like, oh, my God, yes. I'd be so happy. Yeah. But then her revenge to, is to take the dog shove it in a drawer in yeah. the dorm room. It's fucked up, right? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like she fe- like I guess I guess Odd made like a bed or something for Kiwi to sit in. Yeah. And she just fucking locked the drawer, kept it in there and then got Jim and was like, "Look what I found." Yeah. So like real like and if I was Jim, I'd be like, "A, how did you find this dog? B, why did you do this to this dog?" Mm-hmm. I would be asking hard-ass questions, man. Yeah. So like it was just weird. Yeah, um, and then of course episode ends the same way. Well, it also ends as similar to episode three where Yumi dies after trying to use telekinesis it was, again. It was probably a very similar shot. It too. was, yeah, it very, it very much was. She drops something on an enemy, and then boom, she gets hit in the stomach again. Yeah, and I feel like again, I laughed out loud. <laughs> you, you saw me. I laughed out loud. You did. I feel like again with those sequences, they're saving money by basically using the same shot. Mm-hmm. You know, less yeah. time in, in a studio using CGI, more mm-hmm. time just making content for kids. Yeah. And in the end of the episode, the trains are coming to a head much slower than they were initially. Mm-hmm. And literally they stop inches apart from one another as as Aelita hits the pro- starts the program and time is reversed. Yeah, and they really drove it home with Ulrich going, just in time! It's like, bitch, we know! Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we don't need to... It's funny, too. One of the things I noticed in this, in this episode was that it, when they need to communicate with one another that Xana's coming, it's a text message between one another, SOS Xana. And then their initial... Yeah, yeah, and I, well, I, I just, my note was SOS Xana XOXO LOL. <laughs> that was my note, just because it's like, oh, cool, all right. Oh my, yeah, that that's true. Um, normally it's a text or a call, yeah. and a lot of the times um, what they'll say is Xana has launched an attack, <clears throat> um, which I think is, like, too dramatic. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's, like, really, like, launched an attack, really? Um, it's not like he's got a fucking army. He's just yeah. one computer program. And so, and then moving on, episode six, which I have not many notes for because I was starting to tap out by the end of that point. <laughs> so just so you guys know, my plan for this show is to um, watch these episodes like maybe once a week, you know, space them out. Evan was like, no, we'll just sit down and do it all today. We got a week before this comes out. We need to just get this content out of the We've way. We've been busy. We've been busy. And, and... <laughs> I was like, okay. I knew he was going to tap out. And 
I'm not wrong. By the end of it, he was like, I'm fucking done. I am done. These episodes are like 20 minutes long. And, I and hate he to, was and like, I uh-uh. hate to be that way, but it's just like. <laughs> like, this didn't even take like two hours of our time. And he was like, no. I'm, I'm done. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Um, so episode six, this is the, this is the series, the series or the season, season finale, finale, I guess yes. is the best way to word it. Yeah. Um, and in this episode, Jeremy um, ends up finally creating the program to materialize um, Aelita. However, the last couple uh, codes of the program was entered in by Odd, who entered it in with Falling Candy. Yeah. Jeremy's keyboard is very sensitive, so a few pieces of candy hitting the keyboard somehow miraculously fixed his fucking algorithm to the point where he's, it's totally perfect, it's gonna work, I can materialize Aelita now. And this is what drives me crazy. So he ends up getting this program. Oh my god! And then he goes, "Well, we only have one shot. I didn't see what I didn't see what Odd entered in." And he was like, "Are you kidding me? Write it down. Redo the program. Fucking save the program." Control, there's a command called Control Z to undo something, and then you can redo it. See what changed, man. Like, like really? There's so many different ways to like figure out what happened why won't you just try that mm-hmm. and then he's like no man it's one shot we got one shot we gotta do this right now yeah and they're like and then i think his group of friends are, are kind of like well hold on before we materialize her we have to figure out how to make her like an actual human being yeah she doesn't so. have a social security number she doesn't have a birth certificate where she go to school what's all this stuff not for anything even if they do enroll her into this uh academy right mm-hmm. She's not going to know how to read or write. Yeah. Like, she then she needs to be taught, like, basic yeah. human things. Well, and they, and they said she only knows two senses, seeing and hearing. That's the only two senses yeah. she knows. So imagine, like, if those are the only two senses you have, and then you're brought into this world where you have three other senses, your mind's going to be fucking like, blown. Ah. You're going to be like, this is too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. so she's going to, it's just like... So, like, I think his, I think the friends are uh, right and being like, Jeremy, you need to hold on for a moment. Yeah. We need to prepare her for this yeah. before we just put her in the world. Yeah. And Jeremy's too busy thinking about getting his dick wet to, like, realize that that's what you have to do. Because yeah. even at one point, Aelita's like, we can touch each other and hold each other and kiss. And Jeremy's like, ho, 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 hubba, yeah. hubba. Jeremy doesn't know how girls work. No, he doesn't. Because he's in love with a fake one. Yeah. but so, so, so this is the episode where Xana ends up taking over the bulldozers to try to take out the yes try to take out the factory factory. which i'm going to go back to and say what's the point he would kill himself yeah so that i don't understand um and then it it, oh sorry go ahead no go ahead not a lot happens in this no it's just basically so it gets to the point where they're fighting the crab monsters yet again in the forest world and it gets to a point where yumi goes to she goes to say well she goes to save Aelita, because the big black giant ball thing again that has eyes. I forget the name, but apparently yeah. these all all these monsters have names. Yeah, because Odd because Odd was gonna sacrifice himself again. Yes. But Yumi jumped towards the ball, which was over this like pit. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, who was it? Somebody had seen a vision of Yumi. Odd. Odd saw a vision of Yumi falling into nothingness and mm-hmm. falling into this, you know virtualization stasis kind of deal yeah where she would permanently be stuck there mm-hmm. so she knocks this black ball away ends up falling into this hole um bef- just as Aelita changes the program and they turn time back yes but the thing is and again this isn't explained you kind of have to piece it together 
whatever happens in the virtual world stays that way. Even mm. with the rewind. Yeah. That's how Xana doesn't activate again and all of that. Yeah. Um, so with Yumi falling into the void of this virtual world, she's not brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically they killed her, their friend. Yeah. And Jeremy is then, which again, I don't get, he's brought to this dilemma of, do I use, do I still use the materialization program on Aelita and say goodbye to Yumi or do I use it on Yumi and then wait for Aelita? If this was me, it would be no contest. Of course I would do Yumi. Yumi's mm-hmm. a human being. Yeah, Yumi has parents. Like, you're going to have to explain to her parents what happened, boy, and they're not going to be happy. Yeah. So like, really? Like, that's, that's your big dilemma? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, can't have sex just yet. Gotta wait a couple more months. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it ends. And then, like, his friends up cheering him up and, like, oh, Candy's so great, even for a broken heart. He didn't break up with Aelita. They're still weirdly together. Yeah. It's, it's just that he can't fuck her yet. Like, <laughs> seriously? Oh, man. So, that, that, and that's how the, seri- that's how the season ends. Yeah. And, um,. Just from watching um, about 30 episodes, I can tell you that it doesn't change. He finds out the oh. materialization program more than once, and every single time something happens and he can't use it on Aelita. Go figure. Um, and it's it's just annoying because it's like, oh my god. Go figure. Um, I, I, watched, I, I wanted to watch ahead. I actually try, I wanted to try and finish the series this month, but I, I wasn't able to. So um, you were watching when I wasn't? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I wanted to try and finish it so I can move on to Code Lyoko Evolution, but I wasn't able to. Okay. So I think I might add that to the list. Oh, um, God. And we'll eventually revisit Code Lyoko with their newer series that they have no! that came out in, I think, like the early two, 2010s. No. Um, but for now, let's just, I, I think we should finalize our thoughts on this. I think this series could really have benefited from... Um, tapping into lore and backstory and a lot of other things. They could have really gone far with sub stories and, and subplots that weren't even, um, you know, touched on. I think this, this series could have used a budget. This series could have used a bigger okay, budget. So let me, let me so explain that. that. They... Let me explain that as well. They do get a bigger budget. Okay. But, but they, they don't change their, they format don't change their format because the way that they saw it was we were able to make a great TV show off of this small budget. Let's just improve it a little by getting slightly better writers and Yikes. and and you know let's get a couple more of of a couple more tracks. Yikes. So they eventually like do like expand their music, but not by much. And and I guess I guess they just pocketed the rest. I don't know. I, look, I mean, like I said, in like I said in the beginning. There's some pieces of this that could work if they tweak it a bit, but the way it is and from what I've seen, it's super repetitive, super, super hard to follow at times. Like, it feels like there's so many different things going on at once that I don't know where to look and where to, where to, where to start with something. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to me, this just didn't hit. I mean, Dexter's Laboratory was interesting in a way where it was something that I, that I had seen and liked, mm-hmm. but but kind of as an older older adult kind of see wow this is really silly this i just don't quite understand what they were going for it's yeah. just the same thing six times in a row slightly with a couple different things switched here and there it's you know half of the episodes are the same each time yeah it's just you know the introduction and the and the rising actions are pretty much this are are different. The climaxes and you know the falling yeah. actions and the resolutions are all the same. Yeah, and like I said, I feel like that could have been benefited if they had like a subplot or a sub 
something like, you know, a sub story, something like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things they could have touched on. They could have touched on, you know, how did this factory become like a weird secret lab? Mm -hmm. How did, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how, what's the backstory with Aelita and Xana? Mm -hmm. Is Xana an actual, like, like, is it, is Xana an actual being, like a virtual being the way, Mm Um, Alita is or is he just sentient yeah like they could have hit on a lot of stuff and they could have what they could have done is done like a sub story in each season mm-hmm. and then those seasons would have had much more to explore but they just chose not to do it yeah and it's it's a little sad because I really do think that this could have been an amazing series if mm-hmm. they just did that yeah and it just it just never never was hit the same way I don't know about Kolioko Evolution never seen it I actually mm-hmm. just figured that out um, when I made up like the little blurb mm-hmm. that I do with every episode mm-hmm. so um, I've never seen Evolution but I, I do want to try and watch it at some point and mm-hmm. see if they added in those elements mm-hmm. especially with Evolution being in the 2010s when CGI is much cheaper mm-hmm. and they can you know kind of do like a, a close to a close uh, you know renovation of what they did Mm -hmm. and still have a decent budget i'd like to see what they could have done with it Mm -hmm. so um what would we do a one out of five last time yeah i think it was more like a likelihood of us like watching more okay so a likelihood of you watching more one out of five uh one I'm out of four. It, look, if I knew if I knew that there was going to be something different or something to keep me engaged, yeah, something to like look forward to as like sort of a season long thing, mm-hmm. then maybe I'd be a little more interested in watching more. But if if from what I understand from you telling me this, it's more of the same. I I, I can't see myself getting into it, unfortunately. I got you. Well, see, for me, I've already watched. 30 episodes so So i'm probably gonna try see the way i watch it too is that i watch it while i'm doing other things Uh and i think this is the perfect show to do that with because it's so you know rinse wash or wash rinse repeat yeah you know that like you can you know i'll be drawing on my tablet and i'll be watching it or i'll be you know doing laundry and watching it or Mm -hmm. you know packing up our apartment and watching it Mm -hmm. you know just some you know something to put on while i'm busy yeah um, is the best way to explain it. And, and that's how I want to watch it. And I'm about a third of the way through the entire series. Mm-hmm. So I would love to finish it and just see if anything changed. Yeah. If, you know, I, I've never seen the, like the series finale episode mm-hmm. and just for the sake of me, um, and this being a very like near and dear show for me, mm-hmm. I'd like to just finish it up and see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so with that, now all that's left is for you to pick a number. Before you pick a number, mm-hmm. I added in a couple more shows. Okay. So let me get to the bottom. So pick a number one through sixteen. One through sixteen. Let's go lucky number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen is totally spies. Totally Spies. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I I'm excited for that. Totally Spies is a great show, in my opinion. Okay. I I never I remember it, but I never watched much of it. Did your sister ever watch it? I th- she might have, I think. Because it was very it was very much a girl. It was a girl show. show. Yeah, it was yeah. very much like supposed to be empowerment. We're really for hitting girls. we're really hitting the gamut of different shows with this because the first yes. episode was you know 
sort of a nostalgia cartoon thing for both of us that we watched. Mm-hmm. The second one is more this this episode was more something that you had watched mm-hmm. and something that I haven't really been exposed to, which is like anime and things like that. Mm-hmm. Would you consider this an anime after watching? Um, no, it's anime style. Anime style, um, but definitely not to be anime. And I could be wrong about this. People can call me out. But in order for it to be considered anime, it has to come directly from Japan and okay, have so- you know. That the traditional tendencies of a Japanese show. Could we call um, this franime? Franime, <laughs> maybe. Um, I would say that I, I would say that the art style is reminiscent of yeah, anime. Yeah, very much. Um, and the same thing with Totally Spies. You'll see that they uh, the um, I believe the guy who actually made the show said that he was very much inspired by anime to make the art look the way it does. Got it. So a lot of these shows will be like anime inspired, but they're not considered anime. Okay. Cool. All right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully yeah. you guys will um, be able to maybe give Code Lyoko a shot. Yeah. If I mean, you want to. See if you like it more than I do. Um, if you guys are trying to follow along with our uh, rewatch, you can watch Totally Spies on YouTube for free. Um, this is one of the free shows that we have. So you can go on YouTube and I think you just type in Totally Spies. You'll find it. Totally Spies is free on YouTube as well. You can find it, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it's not going to be the best quality to my understanding because I don't know if it's like a legit thing, mm-hmm. but you can find almost all of the episodes on YouTube. And if they want to find out about us, where can they go to find you on the internet? So if you want to find out more about me, you can go to my Twitter, at Anlin, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, whenever I do anything on the internet, that's where I post it. And so go follow me. Yeah, and for me, you can find me on Twitter at E underscore Williamson 93. Um, t- tweet all sorts of stuff there, mostly just promoting pr- promoting myself and stuff I got going on. Yeah. So what do you have going on? Uh, so right now this is this is the end of April. Uh, I've got a show at Steel Stacks in the beginning of May called Best of Summer Movies, which is a which is a improv comedy show based on summer movies, but not the ones that you think of. You know, not like your Deadpool twos and your Avengers Infinity Wars, the lesser known summer movies that are coming out. <laughs> so. We're going to be dissecting some of those and doing some comedy based off of that. So that is coming out. That will be Thursday, May 10th at 8 p.m. at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA. So if you're in that area, come on and check it out. I'm also part of the Improv Comedy Power Hour every second and fourth Saturday at Steel Stacks at 10.30 p.m. So if you're in the Bethlehem, PA area, come check out some improv. Check me out. Yeah. Um, and if you guys like podcasts and a variety of them, you can check out our other podcast, The Read Between Podcast. Um, where we tell improvised stories based off of crazy um, news titles and made-up book titles. Yes. Um, that is released every Monday morning. Yes. So, yeah, we've got plenty of... We've got a, a decent backlog of episodes you could listen to. Yeah. Um, and, 20 episodes as yeah. of now. And some of them do feature um, some funny guests that we know. So we highly recommend that you check that out. Yeah, and you can find our show uh, on Stitcher, on YouTube, on iTunes and uh google play yeah and um if you want to follow it you can follow it on twitter at rebetweencast you can follow it on facebook facebook.com slash rebetweencast and we're on instagram too at rebetweencast mm-hmm. and you can find this show on twitter at nostalgia cops uh do we have an instagram for nostalgia cops yet? yes i just don't post on it much okay. <laughs> well we'll be changing that so, we'll be changing it yeah so follow us on instagram at nostalgia cops as well and we're also at facebook.com slash nostalgia cops yep 
and also, if you want to send us any feedback, any suggestions of future shows you want to see us rewatch and talk about, uh, you can email us at you can email us at our email address, which is nostalgicops at gmail.com. Yeah, I would really like it if you guys could um, email me some of the shows that you watched as kids, mm-hmm. um, whether it be you know a much older show or a show that we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I would love to really spice up this list of shows that I have yeah. with just weird stuff that I have never heard of before. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So other than that, we'll stop chewing off your ear. Um, have a great day. Um, have a great weekend because it's going to be coming out on Friday. Yes. And um, we'll see you guys next month. Take care. Bye. Bye.